got wrong episode six <gasps> episode six yeah and it comes out on halloween Ooh. if we just say it like echoey six, 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 six. it sounds a <laughs> yes happy halloween if you're listening on the 31st wow it is officially a spooky day spooktacular um I keep waiting for me to be like, you know what? It, what else I got wrong? That we should do this fucking spinoff. <laughs> like, no way! <laughs> I love this shit. Whenever I get fed up enough, that's what I'll be like. Listen, people, I got one more thing wrong, and it was doing this fucking show. And I'll just be here recording it by myself <laughs> to no one. No, I do. Goodness love gracious, it. there's always things I get wrong. I gotta say, Sarah, people were so nice about episode four and the fat phobia stuff like do you hear my mom downstairs laughing right now yeah what's happening there well she came to pick something up and boy she has the joy to be or whatever they call it i mean (laughs) (laughs) like lady joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart down in my heart if you even just say to her peg how are you she'll be like great Every well, time I'm like, shut up. How do I have related? this in common? <laughs> That's true. But you, t- you tone it down for me, I think, because you'll be like, I'm doing well. Yeah. And, <laughs> and usually you're my go-to like, oh, Susie, let me complain about yeah, this to you. Yeah. And you like hear it. I you're like it. there for me. I love bitterness so much. In fact, yeah. before we started recording, Sarah was talking about how she had a green screen situation and she didn't feel like fixing it. There is nothing that makes me laugh harder than when someone is annoyed. That is why I love Bob Newhart. I was so frustrated. I was like, I, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, what am I even going to do? I don't know. You know, it's just like, because like I set it up, take it down, set it up, take it down, set it up, take it down. At a certain point, you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, just stay. I don't care. So funny. Is anybody even watching this? Right. Nobody gives a shit about green screens. Okay, oh, wait. God. Oh, I was saying people were super nice about the episode and they were writing us messages saying like, thank you so much for like really reflecting and trying oh, to do better. And that's what this show's all about. I was moved by it because that is what the show is about. And it is our intention is to inspire people to, you know admit yeah. mistakes and improve but you you have to just hope people get that and not use it as like to weaponize right 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 well i think when you when you title the show things we got wrong <laughs> we're our, it's already a good start we're like look guys we know we're halfway there like we we already know what you're gonna say we to admitted us. we have a problem Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was really touched by that. And I'm sure we still have a long way to go, but I think that oh, just sure. showing that, you know, you're open to improving is, I think people really appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. The point of this, man. I love it. <sighs> okay. Let's see what we have on the agenda today. What did we fuck yes. up? Um, well. okay. So we, the episode that we were working on was brain candies, 
uh, number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one that included the discussion about the blood moon and how our moms are like both weird. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, 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 what I'm so surprised by is how many things that became staples of our show, like ongoing references that we made, happened in the first 10 episodes. Like, what would you, what do you think about? Which one? Like, um, how our moms uh, are crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, how we talk about that. And, oh, the, gosh, there were a few things where, was it, was, I feel like Linda came up pretty early in. I can't wait till we get to that one. Yeah. Was that 11, somebody said, maybe? It's pretty early. And, well, I, I make sense right off the bat. She was angry about us <laughs> cursing. but She know. got in and she got out right away. There, And even, even like, the uh, uh, Durst Durst mix-up and the Bundy Bundy mix-up. Right. Because the Durst was in number seven. Yes. Yeah. You called him Fred. And the first time you said it, I didn't even catch it. I was just on. I was fine with it. I'm fine with it. For the record, Fred Durst has murdered no people that we know of. Robert Durst, definitely murderer. Yeah. Super murdery. Super murdery. I did want to ask you, because in that episode, you said, I think you said your favorite. What? I remembered it. It was the law and order thing. How we talked about our show being law and order numbers. Yes. That was the origin of like Susie not knowing what the hell Law and Order even is. Yeah, you were saying what you that you're a big fan and all that jazz, yeah. and I yeah. had no idea this would become such an important part of my life. Right, she had no idea. I dun, wanted dun. to ask you if I think you said in that episode that Jeffrey Dahmer was your favorite serial killer. Who's your favorite serial killer? Jeffrey Dahmer. That, I answered he's too quickly. No, I? he's a good one. I didn't report. I, I went through a phase. Originally, my major in school was uh, criminology. And I went through a phase in high school where I did every single book report on serial killers. And so I did my sophomore big autobiography project on Jeffrey Dahmer and learned a lot about him. What do you like about him? Um, I just think it was real. I always think the stories of how they got caught are really fascinating. And it's very disturbing. But when they hold on to the body parts, because it goes against everything we as human beings like, I think there's something, and with every animal, nobody wants freaking dead bodies around. And then these guys just... Well, he ate them. Love them. Yeah. Eat them with mustard. With mustard. That's all he had in his fridge. It was like condiments and body parts. (gasps) Is that still true? Or did you get that wrong? Well, I mean, I, I believe it or not, after seeing parts of the new Dahmer Netflix series, mm-hmm. I like him less. I'm annoyed by that series. Why do you like Me him less? too. I think I'm annoyed by the series. What do you feel? Do you feel it's... um Exploitative? Do you? To the victims? Yeah. And their families and the survivors and the people who were around it, which we'll call them victims as well. Maybe too, because I think they focus on um, how he targeted, whether subconsciously or purposefully, um, yes. black people, black men, black boys. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. um, which that really was not a focus at the time. I mean, it was known, but it wasn't like a big problem. Right. Yeah. Um, but I hate how problem. they made, I didn't watch it, but they, I read an article about it and how like they yeah. put stuff in that's not, that didn't happen. And I don't understand yeah. why they do that. I don't like that. The dramatization of it. What's the point of doing that? It's already scandalous enough. You don't have to add to it. That's true. And then it becomes really blurry. We don't know what's real and what's not real. They made it out like um, the dad, Lionel, was driving Jeff around to look for roadkill. That did not happen. Jeff did that on his own. And the dad didn't even know about it until the trial. Oh, my God. And that's terrible. Yeah. They're trying to explain, kind of explain away why this happened in a way to, to... Right. It's almost like like the character's backstory, like their the origin story. Yes. Like they're this. trying to make it like the Joker movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're bing, ding ding ding. Correct. I don't that, like that. That is what it feels like. It, the over dramatization of real stories, and that is often at the expense of the victims, or or I don't know, creates like a false idea of what. Know, really happen or what people's experiences were like. Yeah, and um, it just doesn't do anybody any favors. And I thought our explanations uh, in recent episodes are more satisfactory where you talk about how, mm-hmm. you know, you could have this biological component that is yes. then activated by circumstances in your life or or even chemicals and whatever. Yes. Um, that is probably the truth and more accurate than yeah. the dad encouraged it or whatever they claim. Right. Mm-hmm. There are more things to play. And it's more mysterious than there isn't a nice little bow you can put on it. Yeah. And yeah. so you like him less. Does that mean he's still your favorite? Because that might make no. him even more your favorite. <laughs> no, I do. Believe it or not. Yeah. No, I like him less. I think now... Oh, this is this this is creepy. But I think about Charles Manson and how he's not really an act like a serial killer himself. Yeah. But the the ability to manipulate people into doing that work feels like, oh, you're like serial killer adjacent. Mm-hmm. And like and you know, and then and I think I'm also very like resistant to watching any documentaries or movies or anything on him because it's so terrifying to me. So maybe Charles Manson. Okay. All right. And then I did want to say also that (laughs) you had mentioned that Jeffrey Dahmer only had mustard in his fridge. That is not true. There were several condiments, several. Okay. I was like, is that true? I'm like looking online. What was in Jeffrey <laughs> The thing Susie's face? Googled. Oh my God. What well, was in Je- Well, you know what? There were probably a lot of people recently who've made similar Google searches. <laughs> That's true. But I thought when I heard you say that, I thought, wow, I don't remember her telling me that. And I didn't even know that that was true. I knew, of course, that he ate people and that there were people in there. But I didn't know that he didn't have other things, you know, like a loaf of bread or something. Nothing. Seems like he should get some side dishes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like he had the main... The side dishes were like... Other body parts. Yeah. 
Okay. You just want him to have more fruits and vegetables. Yeah, get some <laughs> some roughage. Susie's like Susie's upset that he's not exploring all of the food pyramid. Right, he's going to be goes gone. the same <laughs> way about about people who are keto. <laughs> That's hilarious and kind of true. Oh gosh, there was honey and relish in there. Um, okay, honey, relish, and mustard. That's it. And that's what it said in the article. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. You know that's yeah that's that's newer information. I very much remember when I read the book in in high school that it was they they were like specific about the mustard which makes me think some of that's like dramatized as well because i think the book that i read was a book that was an it wasn't like all fact Mm -hmm. it was isn't it my date with dom or something like that that yeah that um there was a neighbor that is that the one by the neighbor? Maybe that's it. The neighbor wrote one. I think it was called like I don't know something like growing up with Jeff or I don't know. Oh. Do you think that was it? Ugh. Maybe. Mm. But I read a couple and like ugh, that was. And that's what Poor made you Sarah. think like this guy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Um, okay. Then. We talked in episode seven about this article that I had read or that I had seen written by a pedophile and he was explaining, you know, why he maybe Mm -hmm. is interested in children and whatever. And, and I was mad on the episode that they would do that, that they would, um, I said, humanize him and that they would give him a platform and stuff. And I don't agree with that anymore. I, I, well, I, I just see both sides. I see now why it's important to hear from these people yeah. and get as much insight as you can to mm. maybe prevent these things or. Yeah. What do you think made you change your mind? What do you think? Um, was it something that was like one day you didn't think that and one day you did, or do you think it was kind of like a slow, gradual change and. Well, when I started writing to the Unabomber and BTK, they were the two first penitentiary Mm -hmm. pals that I had. And they were both, and well, BTK is still alive, um, articulate and insightful and Mm self-aware. And and it just seemed like this isn't a boogeyman. This is a person Mm -hmm. who's sick or or, um, has Has no conscience. ideas. Yeah. And I think it it's valuable to hear what they say, even if it's mm. false, even if what they're telling me is not true or is like uh, just biased by their own um, self-bias. Yeah. Because this, like I always say, the stories we tell about ourselves are important and yeah. how we see ourselves and the things that we think inform and motivate our behaviors and the motor that makes us do certain things. Um mm. Because they're the they did it. They killed people. So do we want to stop future killings? We might want to listen to why they did it. What yeah. what made them oh. say, I'm gonna go ahead and do this thing? I I interrogate this one guy I talked to and I'm just like, I don't understand. Cause he his name is um William Howell and mm-hmm. he killed seven prostitutes. And he said that he 
did it because a different prostitute that he had, you, you know, hired yeah. had stolen his rent money for, out of his wallet that day. Okay. And then that was it. And he was enraged and he wanted, quote unquote, justice. And so he mm-hmm. thought, I'm going to remove seven of, or at least one, and then it grew uh, from yeah. the planet. And he still to this day says, like, I feel like I did the world a, a, a service because they mm. were crackheads and this and that. And I was like, so you see addiction as something that is like unforgivable? And they, they, the world is better off without them. And once I pushed back, he did, uh, like, mm-hmm. move away from that strong of a stance. But wow, that story that he's told himself, which makes absolutely no sense. You didn't even kill the one that stole right. the money. Right. He, Everybody's just a surrogate for your yeah. Grant. And so I, I think now that story is that important, even though that probably is not why he became a killer. Wow. Right, right. That's, and the fact that he continued to do it. Yeah. How did feels that make like sense? that there was some, I don't know, itch that didn't get scratched for him. Well, and I think we see this fulfilled. on a much smaller scale with so many young men right now who have this real rage. Uh-huh. That yes. life has not given them what they were promised, their birthright of being a white male in the U.S., mm-hmm. whether that's sex or success or whatever. And mm-hmm. they have this rage that causes a lot of mass murders and stuff like that. And I just think, what are we doing to teach these kids that they deserve yeah. whatever just by being a white man? Come on. Right. Oh God, it's so subtle. It's the just who's the main character on every single fucking movie poster that's doing it. Yeah, change everything. Those messages. Uh huh. And they're like, what? I don't know. I just think that if something can serve to educate us about pathology and disorder behavior, then eh, maybe it's valuable. Uh, also important question. Yeah. To this day, have you ever seen an episode of Law and Order? No. Not one, not one, not one. She's never going to see Law and Order and she's never going to see Interstellar. Oh, Interstellar. That's the other thing that we talked about very early. Oh, that's episode 11. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. I was like, a lot of stuff happened like way early that became like, oh, we're going to talk about this forever now. Yes. Yes. 11. That's when Um, you decided that you don't ever want to make me happy. And watch the thing that I know you'll love. She probably won't love it. It's like when you build something up for too long. It's terrible. Yeah. There was something else recently that I felt that way about, but that is a problem. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Then, okay. In episode eight, um, you had mentioned, I was interrogating you. Yeah. Not about, it wasn't about astrology, I don't think, but it was about ah. something along those lines. Maybe it was astrology again. And um, I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't get it. And you would go, okay, you want to go down this road? <laughs> then you tell me why, <laughs> why, um, the- Anytime I get that tone and I know the exact tone Susie is referring to, <laughs> you- okay, then. 
You were go, laughing oh, though. You were. I'm probably were. wrong. You said, "You tell me then why the most electromagnetic activity on Earth oh. is at the spot of the pyramids." And I was like, yeah. "Why?" And you go, "I don't know." And I go, "Oh, well, I thought you were going to tell me." Okay, well, what, you really want to play this game? <laughs> what you know? How come? Like the the spot on the planet that is the strongest, like electromagnetically, or has like the strongest um, area for that kind of activity, happens to be exactly where the pyramids of Egypt are, and they line up like perfectly with certain like lines of of hmm. I don't know activity that we can only a certain machine you know new machines can read. How do they know that then? <laughs> so what the heck is up with that? Yeah, well, I thought you were going to tell yeah, me. Yeah, there's something going on there. It, like, falls on some sort of... Yeah, and so I looked it up. Okay. And I wanted to know if that was true. And the articles that I found were from three years later. So this is something that's developed in the time since in... you said that. Okay. That here's what they found. It's, it's supposedly very exciting. <gasps> ah! <laughs> okay. I don't see. I'm so illiterate in terms of science, uh, like this kind of science that I don't know what I'm even saying here, but it says an international team of physicists has found that under the right conditions, the great pyramid can concentrate electromagnetic energy in its internal chambers and under its base. Mm. Mm. I, this is so good. You love it. I fucking love this. Tell me why. Because this is things she got right. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. You yeah. know, yes, we built this show on things we got wrong, but this sometimes it's like things we got, things I just like... you stated and then hoped that some there would be evidence to back it up yeah yeah man yes this is great yeah and that's why this show the title of this show is a little misleading because it's also about updating the science so like what have we learned or scientists learned like since we talked about it okay so so under the right conditions there it can have a whole charge yeah and it was saying that this was a big deal and I really don't know why. Can you? Do you know more than I do about like what does that even mean? Well, like, I would imagine that if if oh they're saying that that we can tell that electro like that there could be a charge that electricity or like electromagnetic force or whatever can run underneath the pyramids. Yes. What does that mean though? That okay. So it was uh, what I saw hypothesized that. The pyramids were not built as tombs or sarcophaguses, though what we think they are. They're, those are the ones that look like steps. Yeah. Those are tombs, and they're somewhere else. The actual pyramids that are flat on the sides, they said that it. people are uh, uh, hypothesizing that they were used to either create a light source that would have this like glow that would keep it, the city safe, or it would create some sort of sound that would have, and like anybody who knows about, you know, anybody who's been to a sound bath knows that there's like feelings. You can like, you know, create like good vibes from like the right tones and the right sounds. So they would like create sounds that, that and it would like send sound through, or that it would, water would flow underneath it and it would like 
be an electrical source. I mean, that is insane. And I think that is what they are trying to say, that that... Yes. Is it minimum and like, we possible? Imagine, yes, it's possible. Like, And we imagine the pyramids as we see them, like they're all kind of like... I don't know. They look like rock on the outside. But the pictures that, that have been drawn up of what this would look like, they were like polished, super, super shiny and smooth and like really reflective and almost like marble, like really, really shiny and hmm. like, because it's like, they're old as fuck. They're worn down. That's not what they looked like before. Hmm. So interesting. It is interesting. It. And it is so curious. Are people allowed in there or is that off limits? That's I just think so. archaeologists only. Yeah. And they're empty. Like these, these inside totally empty. They're just chambers that run. And so I think if you were to f- r- like run water underneath that it would create some sort of, ele- some sort of electricity or some shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're onto something. I, you you said it was like the biggest amount in the world. I don't know if that's true, but it, oh, it no. did. See, there it go. That's I, that's where I'm just making. <laughs> yeah, the biggest ever. That's what I've learned in all these episodes. You can't just make like statements like that. You have to have like a little bit of evidence to back it up, Sarah. Okay. Then we talked in episode eight about. Um, uh, social media. I think the theme of the episode was technically yes, technology. Maybe yeah, machines in the mind. Yes. Well, yes. has any of your point of view changed about mobile phones or social media? We talked a lot about social media. Yeah. Well, one of the things that that we discussed was just like the use of social media and the use of devices and how that's going to become something that's more popular. So I was thinking, I don't know what we were listening to the art in the, or what we were saying in the episode that made me think of this, but I wanted to see if there was any information out there on which is better reading a book or using an ebook. And, you know, cause we said we made like, Oh, it's just better. It's better. I don't know what it does. I'm sure I said that. I was like, I don't know what it does, but I know it's better. I definitely prefer well, an actual book. So this is the, the information that I found about this was really interesting. There were studies that were done on people's preference and a 2014 study that was published in the journal of library and information science, uh, found that out of 143 10th grade students, most of them preferred an ebook. And the thing that you were more familiar with and what you were more comfortable with and what was a bigger part of your childhood and upbringing is what you tend to gravitate towards. And it's more the nostalgia of it that we love. The things that go come with it, like the smell and the feeling. There are some arguments that... Uh, because it can show progression more, you can see the stack of pages that you've accomplished, that you've read, that it has a more satisfying feeling for us yeah. if we read a paper book versus an ebook. And that when they studied or when they tested the comprehension of the students, like how well they remembered or you know, what they read, uh, students did not do as well with ebooks as they did with paper books. So they prefer them, but they aren't as effective. Correct. 
Yeah. And I think that has to, and it was especially boys that preferred them. And I think that has to do with video games. Yes. I'm so sick of boys. <laughs> I, I, I just said this to Lincoln. He was talking about how he was, they wrestle like the kids in his class. And I'm just like, why are boys so weird? And it, there are 10. So I get, we just talked about how that's when puberty begins. So I'm sure yes. they have all this testosterone like beginning in their body and they just like want to fucking roll around and kick each other's asses. Oh, yeah. It used to be great when we were like hunting and gathering shit. Right. Now right. we're like, Hey, those skills or the, those, those things that you you need to develop for survival that your body tells you to do so that, you know, you can stay alive. We need you to not do them, especially in this thing that you sit inside of for six hours a day. Classroom. Yeah. I see. That's so hard. Yeah. Well, but it's not as hard as um, how back in the day, it used to be advantageous to be pregnant 15 times in your life and have a gazillion babies because half of them are going to die. And now we're like always at risk of creating a new human being. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to go to great lengths to not. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to prevent babies. Yeah, so I mean, I guess we each have our uh, cross to bear. Um, okay, so boys, they're fucking robots, those weirdos. Okay, yeah, they it's love definitely got to do with yeah. They like the machines better. It was also not better for anybody who had eye problems, obviously. Yeah, or and there's a lot. And stuff. Yeah, there's a lot that's come out on the effects of using. Uh, an e-reader or using some sort of the e-reader is better because it has the light uh you know but more of us are using our tablets or phones to read and that not so great for the old peepers the old peepers how about how you remember on the brain candy when you said about leaf peeping and i was like what the fuck is why are you calling it that and then after you said that, I've never seen it before. I saw it in two articles. One was the New York <laughs> Times. Best spots for leaf peeping. I was like, why is this a thing all of a sudden? We're calling it that. It's one of those things where like you didn't know to look for it. And Maybe. then I primed you and now you're seeing it everywhere. Yes, this is the red car phenomenon at work here. It must have been because it's not, I can't imagine everyone had a meeting and we're like, okay, here's what we're going to call it. Right. Leaf peeping. It's been a thing for a while, I think. I just didn't notice. Well, thanks for nothing because now it annoys me every time I see it. <laughs> okay. Every time she sees a leaf. <laughs> yeah, like, like, fuck. Every time she peeps it. Um, in that episode, we had sort of determined that the desire to post pictures and stuff was, you know, had a narcissistic component. And I think it can. But I think that that is incomplete. I think there is also a component of a desire to connect. You want people to see what you're doing, especially people that are being honest on there and not just like trying to make their life look great. That has changed. I do feel like that's, that's growing. What? The the lie? No, the honesty. It's maybe more like it's gone in. There's no middle ground. It feels like, were either Kardashian level of lies and don't you dare come at me and say that they're not lying because come on. I don't think anything they say is true. Not you. Right. I'm talking about the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That will be, that is something I, I know I'm getting right. And then there's the other side of it 
Um, who's that woman who got famous for, she's a TikTok star. I think her name's, oh, it starts with an E or something. Elise. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's about as authentic as they come. Yeah, I'm mad about it because I, I pitched uh, her agent to come on our network um, oh. to do a show. And they wrote me back and I sent them the pitch deck and all this stuff. And then she signed with a, a competing network. And I'm so sad because mm. I know she's perfect for the genre. Oh, I love her. She's perfect for podcasting. Perfect. Yeah. You guys should always tell me if you think somebody, like, especially on TikTok, because I'm not on there, if you think someone would be great to have a yeah, podcast. Yeah, why do you think I got Jeff? Truly. Because a lot of those I'm like, people this would be guy great. needs to be my co-host on a podcast. Yeah. So for you and any of the listeners that are like, this person would be really great, let me know because I will reach out to their agents and see. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Awesome. Go ahead. Elise said what about the Kardashians? Uh, no, I'm putting her in one side of the category. Got it. And the Kardashians on another side. I'm sure she has said something about them before. But. You're right. That is. <laughs> Don't want to put words in her mouth. But well, I'm saying there's no middle ground. Like we've uh, we've gotten used to something being super authentic or super not. I and, love though when that's why I love that post you did about that thing in your tooth. Oh my the god! Or whatever. And then it wouldn't come out. <laughs> and then it's like what? When I posted the picture when my lips got inflated. Because I think we are the middle ground where we like to look pretty and post like glamour shots and cool stuff, but we also will be like, look how disgusting I am. Right. (laughs) And I love that. Yeah. So maybe we're perfect is what I'm saying. Uh, That that we definitely get right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, and it's true that Gen Z Mm -hmm. has embraced a far more like... I don't know, rustic approach to posts on Instagram. They don't yes. like the perfect uh, filtered bullshit. So that's good, I guess. Um, but I Even wanted- the advertising to Gen Z is yeah. more... Uh, they hate or- bullshit. They hate bullshit. They're not, they're not having any of it. I just wanted to say something about that conversation in general. We were we were talking about it, you know, like, yeah, when people have their phone on the table, they get distracted and we're always right. on our phones and all that. And I that's sort of the rhetoric generally. But I guess I just wanted to be more precise because I don't think we knew at that time the degree to which mm-hmm. this was by design that yes. people... It isn't phones, it's apps on the phone that were designed to be gamified and to addict our brains like we're in fucking Las Vegas playing the slots. Yes. And that a lot of why we're so distracted by it isn't our fault. No, it's absolutely designed that way. And one of the, one of the most, uh, I don't know, influential statements that I heard in the movie, uh, is it the social the dilemma? social dilemma, yes. Yeah. They said, if you are not paying for the product, you are the product. Mm-hmm. Instagram, you don't have to pay for that shit. Mm-hmm. This, anything well, you, this podcast. Anything you don't pay for. 
podcast. Anything you don't with, pay for, uh, your yeah. data is being collected. Yeah, you are the product. Mm-hmm. The, they are. They want to know what are you interested in, what are you doing, what are you talking about, thinking about, so that we can advertise to you and sell you stuff. A lot of the ads, most people wouldn't know this, but things are changing in the podcasting world. And a lot of the companies that want to buy ads now try to require us as a network to give them what's called pixel tracking access. And Mm. that access would allow these um, companies to see not just like whether you listen to my show, but mm-hmm. what you then buy on your phone or your accounts, just any product you buy, any website you visit, your IP address. Damn. And we say, no, we don't allow, Wave Network doesn't do that. But almost wow. all the big networks do that. Damn. And it's a, it's a wild west back here, but it like is. nobody it ta- really is. is aware of it. We, don't, we haven't come up with the ethics for it yet. Yeah. Like the ethical it's guidelines too long. for it. Uh-huh. Right, because there's money to be made. I guess and I, there's no. Sorry, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, there's not a big enough consequence. You know, it's not like we. You can't really measure. It's well, easier can. to ask for a forgiveness than permission, yeah. Yeah. and that's what they're yes. all doing right now. Yes, one hundred percent. Excuse me. So, I guess I just wanted to be more compassionate and get away from this condemnation of people, uh, mm-hmm. this like old people are always like that young people are always wow. on their phones. Yes. Right. It's, they're not moral degenerates. It's right. that we were <sighs> meant to be addicted and not left with another option, especially <sighs> like the younger kids growing up with it. You know, like here we are going, oh, I can't believe they prefer e-readers. Well, yeah, but if they, if that is what they are reading on in school or like it's getting passed around the classroom or whatever it may be, then that's what they're going to reach for and mm-hmm. what they're going to be familiar with and comfortable with. And now it's privileged to be able to go to a right. school that does not have technology. Like in right. public school, they all get right. iPads. Isn't that crazy? Right. Isn't it used to be that like the fancy schools got the tech. I mean. Now the fancy mm-hmm. schools get the chalkboard. The chalkboard. Right. And. Wow. It disadvantages all the people that are already disadvantaged. I swear to God, if they bring that th- back, those goddamn TI-89 calculators, <laughs> I'm going to lose my shit. Do you like those things? No. Oh, okay. I and I thought them. it was ridiculous that I was learning how to graph things on a graphing calculator. At yeah. the same time, I was also like downloading an app that could do all this for me. I'm like, we. This is a waste of t- teach me how and why we need to do this, not the uh, you know actual formula because I could plug the formula in. This seemed seemed like a waste of time to me. Yeah, you're right about that, but. Yeah. Things are a change in. Yeah. That is all I had to update and things we got wrong. Do you have anything else that you need to make right? Ooh. What once went wrong? Uh, not until next episode. Okay. I'm going to pepper in something like just because it's on my mind because we're watching the Untold series on the challenge, mm-hmm. the docuseries. Mm-hmm. 
I just cannot deal with the weirdness about how we, everyone talks about CT. Um, in the episode that we're going to watch in our live tonight, mm-hmm. they talk about him as a, uh, a champion, a goat, which he is. Um, mm-hmm. He's won more money than anybody or whatever, and he wins all the time. He's very good. But And they do refer to how he, like, beat the shit out of people for the first 10 years or 15 years. Yeah. But, like, I just cannot deal with that whole narrative. Right. That he's some sort of zero to hero. hero. Like, yes. yes. That I really do think it's what you've said for a long time about the difference of how moms get treated and dads get treated. Yeah. I don't think he would be like this if he didn't have a kid. He did say that. I mean, he acknowledged what what sparked his maturity and all of that, which is great because that doesn't always happen. Sometimes they right. continue to be right, like right. that. Right. But I also, just the juxtaposition of that narrative and how that played out for him versus like someone like Robin whose motherhood... <sighs> period made yeah. things worse because being a mom is really hard. I, I don't know what happened yes. in her life, but just yeah. generally speaking, I can see how that would increase yes. your um, problems. Yes. And how then she's just persona non grata. I mean, nobody's doing right. segments about Robin or any right. of the other right. sad right. stories. And I'm right. really glad that CT is so much better now and that he has turned his life around and everything. But, like, I cannot believe the violence that was on I that know. show. He, as production used, said, said it, used somebody's face like a cheese grater. I'll never forget that statement. Like, when somebody from production talked to me about how they said it looked like he was grating cheese with his face. And I was like, Oh, that's because the wall was just so rough and he just ran Adam's face all up against it. And that is just like such a, Ooh, to do that is a lot. And just how they had him on the next season. From what I've observed, it appears that MTV or Buna Murray have changed their position about violence because they don't air it anymore. They don't allow it anymore, but they've never said, what we're doing right now. They're not saying these are things we got wrong. Not one time. Right. Right. That's a really, really good point, Suze. That would go a long way with me if they were it like, really you know would. what? We me learned that, that that was, was fucked up. a really we, bad thing to do. Yes. We shouldn't glorify that. Yes. Yeah. You're so right. You're. I'm with you 100%. So I'm going to put that in the suggestion box of things other people got wrong that they yeah. <laughs> acknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And then I think Sarah and I, for now at least, are going to do things we got wrong maybe every other week. Um, it's a lot of work to listen to all the old episodes, yeah. figure out what we got wrong, and and then research, and then edit it. So mom is tired, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know. We might change back, or heck, we might decide this was a mistake i don't know no but for now i think every other week is reasonable and could be okay so we'll see what happens um but anyway thank you guys for listening and for leaving the reviews yes thank you so much those have been great being a brainiac we love you 
see you next time. Bye. Well, what can I say? We all mess up. We get things wrong. And these are those things that we go wrong. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home, yes, cool, or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com/internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the US to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.